0: On this episode, I interview the president of Varstone Wheels, Rich Park, to talk about brand ambassadors, social media influencers, and the importance of community. Let's go. So a lot of people want to work with Varstone and DTX, but me and you have had many conversations about their approach. Right. Some are quite good, some are authentic, some are just completely, just complete shit. Uh, it's all about them. right? What can what advice can you give them that would kind of help them out? Um,
1: see, it's a tough question because everyone is different. Everyone's situation is different. Um, when it comes to Varstone and VTX, the, the main thing we're looking for is someone who's already doing them. Um, someone who's already participating, um, going out, um, uh, spreading uh, uh, what they're about, uh, whether it's community, whether it's about showing off, uh, whether it's about uh, all the brands that they're associated with. Um, But as soon as we find out that someone is just looking for uh, a product um, and then they decide to go do something and spread, uh, that's what really turns us off because uh, it becomes too much of a transaction at that point. Um, It becomes less of a, some people are calling it sponsorship, some people are calling it an ambassador program, um, some people are just calling it a fair trade. Uh, But when it comes to, when it starts detracting away from the actual relationship that we get to build with our customers, um, and it becomes more about the product uh, and what they're supposed to do to get it, um, we've we've noticed that there's a high. We've, we've noticed there's a high prevalence of um, meeting the bare minimum requirement, uh, and then they just stop promoting the brand, or they stop promoting the company, or they stop promoting the product, um, and from then it just goes bad. Uh, so, um, my advice to everyone is. Um, continue to do what you're doing um, and do it because you don't expect anything in return. Um, because as soon as we realize you're doing it because you actually love the company and you love the product and you love what we're about, uh, we will give you uh, a lot more than what you give us. Uh, because you become extremely valuable to us um, because you believe in us. And that is so organic and that's so genuine uh, that. That's so much better than me um, paying X amount of dollars for a print media ad. Because uh, that word of mouth, uh, and everyone knows it, uh, is, is significantly more valuable than, than than a lot of ways people and businesses can advertise.
0: I mean, you went down that road a couple of years ago with Super Street. Price time. Yeah, romantic. wow. Uh, uh, I mean, granted, it's all hindsight 2020, but you know, that yeah. that amount of money if we could have put that in in today's influencers and and ambassadors and stuff man the the leverage is just you the know the,
1: the the funny thing is is i remember right now you actually telling me about how much money i was spending and where i could reallocate all that stuff um but you know th- don't get me wrong like i just had a conversation with super street uh, a couple days ago and um uh, after knowing what I know now and knowing where their position is, um, they they know and I know that their strongest asset is their reach. Um, their reach on print, their reach on mobile, and their reach on uh, digital is what they refer to as a desktop. Um, and it was funny because I told them the only thing I'm interested in is their mobile. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're well... Uh, they're mobile and then they're social, so it's funny. That's that's where everyone's at. That's what everyone's spending their time. Um, um, I can't tell you how many of our orders actually are generated from a mobile device uh, opposed to a, a desktop. Um, and uh, it's funny because I mean I order my coffee on my phone. I order my clothes on my phone. <laughs> um, I, I I I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm no different than everyone else. So. Uh, It's 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 interesting, like how how it really has controlled and ruled. Well, it's not ruled. It's uh, it's it's really kind of played a huge part of how we interacted, how we uh, purchased, and how we just live our lives.
0: What is the what is your worst business experience thus far, dude? (laughs) I think I know what it. I think I know what it is. But I'll let you go first. I think go for it. (sighs) There's a lot,
1: but. Um, I, I will tell you the most recent one that I can remember and it happened in 2015 and it kind of carried all the way through 2016. And, um, if, if, you met me two years ago, it would have been a totally different answer, but you're, you know, we're doing this today in March, 2017. Um, I signed up for HubSpot and yes they're a great company <laughs> but but it was all about the funnel it was all about um, how to convert traffic into revenue um, and instead of seeing this traffic as people um, I saw this traffic as potential revenue and I I really detached myself from the personal personal aspect from it and I Literally tracked every movement where I tried to track every movement where they fell off the funnel where they kind of continued into the funnel how I could convert uh, empty shopping carts into revenue again um, and Like I thought I was doing the right thing um, I really thought this was the way for linear growth. I really thought that this was the way to um, You know meet my quarterly expectations and my annual and my yearly expectations, but Maybe it did. Maybe it did work, and to some extent it did. Um, but it it just, like, it got boring after a while, um, you know. And people, we lost touch with who the buyer was, and, um, and and it's the worst experience because um, it was expensive, and it came to the point where the conversations about HubSpot. We're all about converting and conversion and um, trying to get as much out of, you know, uh, a customer's order as possible. It's uh, not just selling wheels. It was make sure to get to make sure to sell the lug nuts and the hub rings. Um, Make sure to try and sell the powder coating. Make sure to sell everything else that you could possibly do or possibly, you know, purchase with a set of wheels um, and and forgetting about what the customer actually needed. Um, And... I think a lot of companies, even and in, in, in myself included, um, we fell into this uh, funnel per se of funneling customers, and it makes sense from a number standpoint. It, it just didn't make sense from us for us from a business standpoint, and a personal standpoint, and a community standpoint. And you know, I was able to flip the switch earlier this year, and I realized a few things. Um, and now we're making a total different push. Um, since then, I've dropped HubSpot. And I've decided to really reconnect with the customers um, on a personal level. I'm less about P&L and more about offline community and offline growth. Um, I'm less about what my income statement says. And I'm really more about doing a FaceTime conversation with, uh, with, with you guys. Um, and I... As uncomfortable as it is for me, it's something that I feel like, hey, if I give it a shot, I might do well. I might do poorly. Who knows? But I know if I give it a shot, I'll know. If, I'll know for sure how I do.
0: <laughs> That's a conversation that you, you and I, have been having for the last few weeks. Is is dropping the definitely dropping HubSpot that. There's a time and a place for them. They have a good business model for certain things. Their stock went up recently, by the way. Um, but it, yeah, we, you're right. We did get away from the customer. We, we lost sight. So I'm glad that we're more focused on the community and everything. So talk on that a little bit about how you've made that pivot away from the P&L and you're actually starting to implement activations like real life outside of digital activations on building those communities.
1: I think building the community, um, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, I, I think the most, um, the most recent one that we're actually deploying out right now is uh, we're seeking brand ambassadors. And um, what a brand ambassador is, is somebody who really can represent what we stand for, what our core values are. And the three things that we really, really are starting to push this year Um, The first one is education. Um, We want everyone to know that if you have any questions about wheel fitment, passenger or truck, width or offset, diameter or PCD, center bore, anything along those lines, give us a call. We'll explain, we'll teach you, we'll tell you what everything's about. Um, um, Even construction. Um, refinishing uh, the pros and the cons of everything. Uh, we've lived it. We've breathed it. We know what to do, what not to do, how to do it. And there's a big misnomer where a lot of customers or a lot of buyers, um, they they talk to wheel guys who think they're wheel guys, um, but they don't really say much about it. They just tell you, oh, you want to buy. 18 by 9s, but they don't tell you what PCD you need or what center bore you need or what offset you need Um, They don't tell you why this offset, you know fits this way. Whereas this offset doesn't fit that way Um, We know the science behind it because we've done it for so long Um, The other thing that we really really want to push um, Is community so whether you're on varstone or vtx um, or any other brand in the market Uh, We understand that this community is small. We understand that this community um, has a potential to thrive uh, even greater than where it's at. Um, We just want to be able to connect everyone together. Um, The problem that we've seen right now is is that um, some people, not everyone, um, um, it's it's hard for them to kind of uh, ask these questions, and it's hard for them to um, be in a comfortable environment so that they can find out and learn more. And if we were to create a community where, you know, uh, everyone cares for each other and every, nobody judges, you know, what education level they're at, um, I think people can learn more about what's going on. And I think that's where the community starts. And we're starting, we're trying to start it here in Los Angeles, in our Los Angeles-Orange County area. Um, we have brand ambassadors um, that we have set up in San Diego. Uh, we're also looking for some in San Francisco and in the Bay Area um, because we know we have to work on California in our region first. Um, at the same time, uh, we are looking in other metropolitan markets, uh, Texas, Florida, New York, New Jersey, uh, Chicago, Washington, um, Washington State, and the Pacific Northwest, um, even in the Midwest. Uh, but the key thing is, it's uh, we understand that there's certain core values that we have. Um, rather than trying to convert Anyone to our values. We're looking for people who already have these existing values that Want to join our movement in our community and what we're trying to uh, push for this year And honestly the third one. It's really simple for us. It's just it's just showing gratitude Like we're so lucky to be where we're at. We're so lucky to be who we are here um, in the United States um, And a lot of times we forget that uh, You know, there's a lot of uh, first-world problems that we have to deal with uh, You know, what to wear in the morning, uh, which car to drive to work or which car to drive to school. Um, And, uh, you know, you can be humble about it or you can be pretty rude about it. Uh, The the key thing is, though, for us is just to appreciate what we have um, because it can be all gone in an instant. Um, My warehouse, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, we, we missed out on a fire that was just terribly bad and we were like two buildings away from losing everything i was two buildings away from losing everything my staff they were two buildings away from losing their jobs and you know um and a place to work at and after seeing that uh fortunately the wind instead of continuously blowing west it started blowing north uh, away from us and we just escaped scot-free um Fire department came, they took out the fire, we got lucky. And uh, it's really weird because my neighbors, one neighbor said, hey, the fire department, they cut my lock, who's gonna pay for it? (laughs) And I just like, and then the other neighbor said, you know what, the fire department cut my lock, I'm just thankful it was just a lock. And I realized like how much gratitude certain people have and how much gratitude other people don't. Um, So we want people who are thankful for whatever they have, whether if it's small or big, um, because that just goes a long way. And really, those are the three things that we're really pushing for this year. And we want ambassadors and we want people who are um, like-minded to join, you know, what we're trying to do uh, this year
0: uh, and moving forward. Do you think that's gonna help the market grow? Just by cultivating? Who knows, who knows? Um, It it may help the market grow. It may
1: help the market shrink. but the market's gonna decide whatever they're gonna do. <laughs> and- Market is um, the market, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a guy that always says that same line over and over, but um, uh, it's absolutely 100% um, fact and correct. Um, uh, as, as a business owner, uh, it's, it's for us to just position ourselves into the market and uh, um, adjust to what everyone's doing. And right now, um, we wanna build a community Um, if it grows from it, great. If it doesn't, still great. (laughs) Um, I've got to meet a lot of people. Um, a lot of people have got to meet me. And I think that ultimately is just as valuable as P&L. Um, maybe more valuable than that. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that I met that I'm kind of connecting together. Um, Um, I know guys at Toyota dealerships because you know that's where I picked up my Forerunner, and then uh, I know some guys that I've met that needed uh, some parts from the dealership, and uh, you know, I just set these two guys up together, and they cut me out, and you know, they do their exchange, and it's great. Um, everyone's happy, uh, and, and that's what it's all about. Um, just introducing and reconnecting everyone together. Um, it's so easy to do that on the online uh, world. Um, it's just so much harder to do that in the offline world because um, everyone is spending so much time online that they forget what it is. Well, I feel like I forget what it is to live uh, offline. So, you know, we're just trying to get back to that part.
0: Yeah, love it. So you guys definitely dodged a bullet with the fire. So that begs the question, what would have happened if VTX and or Varstone doesn't work? Now that doesn't mean necessarily by the fire, what if the market is the market, and the market drops, or it collapses, or the bottom, the rug gets pulled out? What happens, in your opinion, you know, if if that goes through, if uh, Varstone, Varstone and/or VTX falls?
1: Well, it's a very good question, and you know, it's, it's at times I think about what would happen to that, and um, truthfully, right now, I don't know. Um, uh, I know. Uh, I'd have to reevaluate how much inventory we have. I have to evaluate what our sales are going to be. Short term, we wouldn't change a bit. Um, Now that I think about it, we'd have to evaluate it after one or two or three months. But ultimately, what we end up doing is we'd probably adjust. Um, If our sales took a big dip, um, we'd downsize. Um, We'd probably move out of our warehouse into a smaller place. Um, We'd probably have to cut some staff, which I probably wouldn't want to do. Um, we'd probably have to cut some, you know, projects that we're trying to do. Um, but ultimately we just have to make the numbers work. Um, um, the, the market and therapist, the crash, it's not going to totally wipe us out. Um, what's going to wipe us out is us. Um, if we decide that we just want to give up. So what we need to do and what we need to figure out is how to cut our overhead so that it corresponds and works with our revenue. Um, and as long as our revenue is greater than our overhead, um, and our operating costs, then we can still stay in business and we can still supply, um, uh, uh, wheels to the consumers. Now, if it gets to the point where like customers are no longer buying our stuff, then yeah, we'd have to shut down. Um, but we don't see that happening. Uh, we hope, we don't hope that happens. Uh, and truthfully, that's, uh, that's something that we want to where we want to continuously bring value uh, to the consumers and to the market um, not just a tangible value but also an intangible value um, cuz both have their uh, both both have both have their positives and both have their negatives of course
0: yeah. of the 4 years that you and I have worked together I've, I don't think I've ever asked you this question I may have but I'll ask it again why did you start the company companies man that's that's a good question actually so start with varstone first because vtx kind of is is kind of a side story to that so start with varstone first right
1: um well i'm i'm 36 years old um, right now and we started varstone in 2009 and the reason why we started varstone um, is because if you some of you guys remember back in 2007 and 2008 there was a huge um, market crash uh, from the housing crisis. And we noticed that there was a strong demand for um, cost, um, cost-effective wheels um, in the market. Because uh, at that time, I don't know if you guys remember, that's when three-piece was big. Everyone had the three-piece wheels, cast centers, three-piece wheels, forge centers, and that was a thing to do. Um, But you know, the wheels cost anywhere between four and eight, ten thousand dollars a set. Um, But there wasn't anything economical at the time um, that looked good, that fit well. Um, So we found that there was a niche and we found that there was a demand for something like what we were producing so that we created it. Um, That's all from from a business standpoint. Um, From a personal standpoint, (laughs) we all just loved wheels. Um, uh, We love. We loved the market. Uh, we loved the industry. Um, it it really made a smile. It didn't. It didn't even make it seem like it was doing work, um, because we all really loved it. Uh, time flew by quickly. Um, by the time it was six o'clock, we we're like, uh, we got to come back tomorrow to do some more work. Um, but it, it really didn't feel like work. Um, so. From a personal standpoint, that's why we continue to do it, and we just kept expanding on it. And uh, fortunately, uh, we found some success, and uh, we want to find more success—not uh, just from a P and L standpoint, of course.
0: So now that you're uh, you're kind of getting out and about, you're going to more meetings. Matter of fact, so again, now the four years, me and you are going to meet for the first time in person, offline, in a couple weeks in Atlanta, right? So that's I'm super excited about that. So as you keep going to these events and, and activations and everything, if when people come up to you and they they realize who you are and what company you're behind, what do you want them to know before they meet you in person? Damn, that's a good question. What
1: do, I, I don't want them to know anything. <laughs> right? No, honestly, um, come say hi. Uh, that's the key thing. Um, um, don't be intimidated. I'm just like everyone else. Um, I'd probably be more intimidated than you. Uh, um, so, yeah, you know. Uh, what do you guys want to know? <laughs> uh, that was tough. But um, just just come say hi. Uh, that's the key thing. Because um, I welcome it. Uh, and if I come off rude, uh, just... Just hit me, (laughs) because i probably deserve it. (laughs) Just smack me on my head. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, we're going to meet in uh, Atlanta. Uh, um, Some friends that run the Instagram page, Yoda Mafia, um, are running a uh, meet at uh, Stone Mountain on April 21st, April 22nd, I think. Um, It's a Saturday uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, so... Um, it's my first time in Atlanta. Uh, it's my first time in the South, I think. Um, so it should be an experience. Um, I just hope, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I hope it's good weather and, and everyone's saying it will be. Uh, and I'm expected to see a bunch of Toyota trucks out there. So. Um, You'll see a lot of donks and grits as well. I have no idea what that is.
0: You'll see. I have no idea what that is. I'll <laughs> <laughs> no educate you, sir. So. <laughs> Um, But yeah, um,
1: you know, they're uh, they're great guys that run that platform and then uh, they have a great story, too. So if you guys ever have an opportunity, um, find out who the Yoda Mafia operators are. Um, I think one guy's name is Christian uh, and the other guy's name. I forget. It's such the D, but um, uh, they got a great story as to why Yoda Mafia started. When I first heard it, I was just blown away. So you guys should reach out to them. Um, and and drop them a line and ask them
0: cool man Um, so if anybody wants to reach out to you how do they do that
1: dude Instagram email text message no Instagram email Um, my uh, my Instagram handle is rich r-i-c-h underscore varstone Um, DM me you can leave a message on my uh, on any of my posts Um, or you can email me r-i-c-h at varstone.com. Um, if you meet me, you'll probably get a business card. My cell phone's on there. Um, you can text me. Uh, I may not answer right away, uh, but
0: I'll get to you. Right on. All right, buddy, always good to talk to you, man. I appreciate your time. All right, thanks, Chris.